Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> What's up, Deadhead Crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I give you guys Logan Davis. He is the general manager of the Kingsport Axemen. We go over how he goes from a student athlete to becoming the general manager of the team in like a year. Seriously, guys, I'm not kidding you. This really did happen. Then we talked about how he grabbed an idea from the Autobots and made it its own and really created another ambassador program for the team and how it has taken off from there. And in between, I give you guys a little interview with Eric Prophet. He is the president ambassador for the state of Kansas. And without further ado, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Data Chronicles. Obviously, come on now, you guys already know who I am. My name is Ed. And with me today, I have the general manager of the Kingsport X-Men, Logan Davis. How are you doing, my man? I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Glad to hop on the Dad Hat Podcast. <laughs> ah, I love it. Thank you. First, again, thank you for doing this. This is this has been uh, uh, a truly fun uh, adventure with me interviewing a lot of people just such as like yourself. So um, like, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. All right. So let's just start it easy, my friend. <laughs> Growing up. How did you, uh, growing up, how'd you become a fan of the sport? Well, I started playing, I guess you could say, when I was four years old. My dad and my grandpa introduced me to the game just, you know, out in the backyard and then started playing t-ball, Little League, all that good stuff. So really it started with a playing career. Then I guess I would say in like Little League, middle school, high school age is when I really got the passion for the game, both playing and as a fan. So, uh, and then my playing career continued through college and I just got even stronger passion for the game at that point. And then the whole time my fanhood was growing at the same time. So not only in my playing, but I'm watching, you know, MLB every day and just becoming a diehard fan of teams and watching the sports. So just all around, it was a kind of a lifelong thing for me. It's been a lifelong thing for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, so what team did you grow up? uh rooting for so my team for my entire life has been the cincinnati reds um okay. I can, sometimes it's been enjoyable but um, yeah I, i'm a guardians fan man i get it okay yeah for sure <laughs> um we had it we had know, little spurts you know little spurts yeah. here and there and then but yeah. it's been mostly pretty bad yeah hey, exactly but hey you still watch every game and think they're gonna win every game so that's the that's the fun part but yeah, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, so about an hour and a half from Cincinnati. So it's kind of just 
closest team. And my dad liked watching the Reds when I grew up and uh, Griffey Jr., Adam Dunn, those guys, he really enjoyed watching them. So he got me into the Reds. Yeah. Listen, that's how it goes. I, when I moved to Cleveland, really, that was my team. Um, and then from that moment on, it's just, I've always been a fan of, of the, uh, of the now guardian. So I get it. You know, you yeah. stick with them no matter oh. what dumb things they do. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. Like, like change their name and their stupid logo. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, so you went to college, uh, uh, right. Uh, do you, uh, you play baseball? Uh, what position did you play? I was a left-handed pitcher. So, oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, and then yeah. did, did you know in college it was not going to go for you or you were just hoping that it was going to pick up for you? How'd that go? Yeah, there were a couple of times where I thought that, you know, I might try to take it a little bit further. And now the name of the game nowadays, if you're a pitcher is velocity, of course. So oh, yeah. that's the going from college to pro ball, you know, that's, that's what it takes to get there. And there were points where I had it and then I would get hurt and then, you know, just one thing led to another and I had a good college career, but yeah, I just did. You've got to be, you know, more than likely you've got to be 95 plus to get out there nowadays. So. And nowadays it just feels like you've got to be 99 plus. Yeah. How, 99, how, how these falls fast are pitching nowadays. Yeah, it's crazy for sure. It is. I've seen a couple of guys, you know, uh, pitching, you know, you're up in, in the upper nineties, but Mm-hmm. control of that ball has been crazy. I've seen some wild pitch and I'm like, man, I do not want to be in that box. Yeah. With that a hundred plus mile an hour ball coming up. <laughs> no way. There's, there's guys that have no clue where it's going. And then there's guys like the Grom who throw a hundred and put it wherever they want. So. Pinpoint position yeah. for, with the Grom, like put class a who's our, the closer for the guardians right now. Yeah. I was watching him in the afternoon and man, he can throw, but man, sometimes that ball just gets <laughs> away from you. And yeah. that is straight scary. Yeah, and he throws a cutter too. So it's it's 102 and it's moving that much. So that <laughs> exactly. You're like, nope, nope. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'll take the base. Just just give me the four <laughs> balls. I'll go walk. Yeah, exactly. That, that's scary. Yeah. Um so what was your what was your major in 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 college? So my at first I was going into athletic training when I was a freshman, and then I changed my mind into sport management when I was a sophomore, figured I wanted to do like coaching or maybe something administrative in baseball, hopefully. And then, so I got that, I got my bachelor's in sport management and I redshirted one year because I got hurt. Mm -hmm. So then I got my master's in sport management and that year was actually the COVID year. So our season got stopped in February or March. You know, I thought, figured my career was done. I was going to get my master's degree, start working somewhere and my coach convinced me to come back for a sixth year. So I went back for a sixth year and got my MBA, which turned out really well, but yeah. So yeah, was, it, it, it worked out for you. Oh yeah, it definitely did. So, but yeah, there was a point where I thought I was done just in the middle of the season. So you're my first guest that I've talked to that, you know, they've actually been able to take advantage of that full six year yeah. Um, going playing in college because of COVID. So uh, yeah. good for you for going back. You know, you got an extra, you know, degree on under your belt now, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, we had only that season, we'd only played for like three weeks and, mm-hmm. you know, I pitched in a few games and after playing for 20 years, you're just like, no way this is, this is not how my career is going to end. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm glad not only for the degree, but I'm glad for 
baseball that I went back because I got a full season. It was a good season and a good note to go out on. So I was just going to say, you, you went out on your own terms at that point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good. Good for you. So, all right. So you leave college, right? You're done. You know, how, what happened next? Like, you know, did you, did you find a, uh, a job? Did you automatically become, you know, the manager, the general manager? How, what was your uh, trajectory? Well, it's, it's definitely a funny, intriguing story. So I was still at my school in May of last year, <clears throat> excuse me. And someone that I had interned for a company, two or three years ago, I was a marketing intern. He, the owner of that company is also a head coach for a college team. And they were playing in a college tournament here in Kingsport at our stadium. Uh, this was last summer. And he was speaking to our general manager last season who was looking for like interns and front office staff. And the guy I interned for said, well, I have someone for you. Intern for me did sport management. So long story short, I got in touch with our GM last season and he offered me the director of operations position for the Axman last year. And so I moved to Kingsport on a week notice. I got here here three days before opening day last season. So that was a bit of a hectic time, but yeah. So moved here, worked last season. It was really fun. Got a lot of valuable experience. And then after the season and I kind of, had been told this would be the case, but I got promoted to assistant GM uh, under our previous GM. That was in uh, August. And then our GM from last season took a job with the AA Tennessee Smokies. And then, so once he took that job, then I got promoted to GM here in January. So (laughs) it was an interesting trail in like six months for sure oh my god <laughs> yeah you just went from director of operations assistant gm and then gm yeah. all in what a year and a half yeah well really it was it was like may or june of last year till january of this year less so than a year <laughs> yeah yeah it just it worked out so the smokies are actually our ownership group owns them as well so that's kind of how he just climbed right up to the smokies and gotcha yeah, um, but yeah, it just all the timing and everything lined up and definitely worked out great for me. So, all right. So, so let me ask you this. Um, so what does the director of operations do for the, uh, the Kingsport X-Men? So last year as the director of operations, I really, it was more like stadium operations, ballpark, game day operations, stuff like that. I didn't do much sales and marketing, which is basically the other half of the administrative side at this mm-hmm. level. But yeah, it was really just like making sure the stadium was operational for game days, um, getting ready for outside events, stuff like that. It was more stadium ops. Uh, you were doing the grunt work, my man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My funny story, my first day I showed up, had no clue what I was getting into. I was just like, Oh, I got a job in baseball. That's great. So I show up, we work, you know, for a while, it's four days before opening day. And all of our outfield signs for the whole outfield wall had come in that day. So we go out to the outfield and we had to, our warning track is gravel. It's like eight feet of gravel. Mm -hmm. And to get these signs on the wall, you have to dig a foot trench down. Oh my God. My first day in baseball, I spent three hours digging gravel trenches. And I was (laughs) like, man, I don't know. Like, (laughs) 
maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. Maybe I don't know. Like to rethink this right now. This is hard stuff, but no, it all went up from there. So it worked uh, out. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're you're in one of the most popular collegiate woodbat leagues right now, right? Because yeah. right, everybody knows the Cape Cod, but that's you know, you're playing, you know, usually you're playing in hockey in uh, hockey in uh, uh high school uh fields, then you got the Northwoods League, they're doing their thing, and then now you yeah. guys. And mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you guys had your all-star game on, on MLB network. So, I mean, something is working for you oh, guys, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. It's MLB's putting a lot into the league. Um, it's basically the, the underclassman version of the Cape. So mm-hmm. it's part of that MLB prospect development pipeline. So we're basically the feeder for the Cape and then the Cape, those guys get drafted. Although we, we had a few guys drafted out of the happy league last summer um, and could have a few more this summer, but yeah, so they're really putting a lot into it. And, yeah, really having a whole offseason to market the team in the league, too, has helped, which is why I think this year is going to be a much bigger year for the Happy League than our first season last year. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that marketing side because me, I'm someone who spent a little bit of time on social media, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's been, you know, at, at the beginning there was two teams and then all of a sudden, you know, you guys come in and you guys are, you know, hitting it hard on the social media. Now yeah. you guys have your own ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I'm one of them, Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. Represent, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's one of those things that you guys learn from the year before and then are applying all of that that you guys learn into what you guys are doing now. Definitely, yeah. I mean, social media is huge for us, and it's really huge for any minor league baseball team because if you think about it, in Major League Baseball, that's where you have your fans that are, like, going to the game. They love the team. They want to see the team win. But from AAA down, yeah, you'll have some some dedicated fans that want to see the team win all year. But other than that, it's really the, the entertainment, the promotions. That's what gets fans out to the ballpark. So the same thing with social media. I mean, it's just how interactive can you be with the fans. It's not tweeting something about, you know, a score or a player every single day. It's like – watch this funny TikTok of our mascot and yes. maybe you want to come out to a game. So that's kind of the approach we have is just how interactive can we get with the fans and entertain them and show them that's what a game's like. So, you know what? I know that I love when a team answers me or, you know, they respond to some tweet because they're listening. Right. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. Major leagues, they already established, right? They know that they know that you are going to go and show up to a game because of the players, because of what's on the field. Yeah, exactly. minor league baseball, collegiate wood bet, right? Mm-hmm. You guys got to, you know, not just what's on the field, but also entertain and you know yeah. interact with the with the with the uh, with the fans. And it's and I love it. I think it's great. You guys are doing an amazing job. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. The ambassador program. That's something we actually got it from. My friend Austin, the GM of the Danville Autobots, mm-hmm. they started it. I give them full credit, him full credit, because it was definitely their program first. Um, he started it last January, I believe, when mm-hmm. the whole new Appy League thing came out, and he killed it. And I, you know, I've been seeing a ton of it on social media throughout the whole year. So I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, can we do this? Because it's amazing." And he was just like, "Yeah, man, this is how I did it." So. He helped me out and we launched it, but yeah, ours has taken off too. And it's, it's huge for us. Cause we've got, you know, 45 people across 
25 to 30 states just promoting all the Axeman content. What's up, guys? Really quick, just wanted to stop this interview with Logan to bring you another interview with Eric Prophet. He is the president ambassador for the state of Kansas, and I thought that would be a good idea to give you guys a perspective of what it's like to be an ambassador for the Kingsport Axeman. All right, so I'll shut up now. Here's the interview. All right. Thank you again, guys, for joining me in this little extra interview with Eric Prophet. Um, Eric, I uh, I wanted to you know have you on because you are yourself an ambassador for the X-Men. Is that correct, my friend? That is correct. I am the president ambassador from the great state of Kansas for the Kingsport X-Men. How? Uh, so obviously, you know, the, the first you know, team to start that was the Danville Otterbots. And we all know the story, right? Logan reached out and all that good stuff. Um, so what attracted you uh, to become, you know, the president ambassador for, for the Kingsport Axemen? When I kind of got involved with the minor league baseball community that we're on with Twitter, mm-hmm. there's a lot of friends that I have on there that are ambassadors for the Otterbots. Mm-hmm. And one of my, uh, my co-host on my podcast is a ambassador from Mississippi for the Otterbots. And I had missed, I wasn't following the Otterbots at the time. So I missed out on when they did that. Um, but then one, one, the other fellow Appy league team, the Kingsport Axemen came out and said, Hey, we're looking at getting some ambassadors from all the States throughout, you know, let us know if you want to join. And I thought originally, yeah, I kind of want to do that. And then I thought, well, I don't really know anything about Kingsport, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, who used to be the Kingsport Mets, now the Kingsport Axemen. I didn't really know anything about them. Wasn't very familiar with the Appy League because they're, you know, obviously out towards the East Coast where I'm here right in the middle in Kansas. But then I thought about it a little longer. I'm like, what's it going to hurt? All they want you to do is help promote the team in your city right. um, from your state whoever you follow, whoever follows you, they'll get to hear about it. I'm like, it doesn't cost anything. It's not going to hurt anything. So send them a message and say, Hey, do you have anybody from Kansas? And they said, no, we don't. So if you'd like, um, we call our top tier, the president ambassador, then we have a vice president and then, a, I believe a secretary kind of similar to what the Otterbots do. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, became the president ambassador of Kansas and it's been a lot of fun just go out there and retweet and like and comment about the team. And they just started their league officially. I know this won't come out for a few days, but they officially started their league and their season tonight. So um, it's been a lot of fun so far. I love it. And I, I'm actually the president ambassador for Puerto Rico for the X-Men. I'm also an ambassador for Puerto Rico for the Danville Otterbots as well. So, and then of course, obviously my team, the, you know, the sock puppets, you know, I consider myself the super fan of the dad hats there. So, you know, I I'm with you. I like to promote the, the Appy league overall. Cause I think it's a great uh, league and they're doing a lot of good things, right? You know, who would have thought that once they were, they lost their affiliation that they were be so much more successful now than they were before. Exactly. And of course, a lot of people, when they came out with the ambassador program for the Axemen, were like, well, you're stealing that from the Otterbots, but I don't see why it would hurt for any or all of those teams in the Appalachian League to be having ambassadors because it just helps grow not only the teams, but the league itself from 
teams out in California that are super far away or Correct. You know, Washington or even in Kansas. So I looked on the map and I'm like 15 hours away from Kingsport, Tennessee. Like I said, it's not a team that I typically would have heard of or know much about, but just having all these teams, because uh, there's also a few other teams that are doing the ambassador program, but it just helps overall with the league and getting the name out there and spreading the word about the yep. teams, the leagues and the players, the coaches, the GMs and everything like that. So why not? Right. And, and if someone is going to come and say, it was like, oh, they shouldn't be doing it. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to participate. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and I think, you know, what they're doing is great. Like you said, they're spreading the word about the league. They're spreading the word about the team and they're doing it in such a manner that it is very positive for everybody involved. So I think it's great. And I, and I, I like the fact that, you know, you said, yeah, I have no idea who you guys are. I have nothing to, but I'm going to, you know, I'm sure you've learned from them and I'm sure you learn a lot from the team since you become, you know, the ambassador for them. Exactly. Yeah. So we have uh, usually at least once or twice a month, a zoom meeting, Logan Davis, the GM of the Axemen, will send a zoom meeting invite mm-hmm. to all the ambassadors. Then we hop on and he gets to go. The very first one we had, he took his laptop and showed us, did a virtual tour of Hunter Wright Stadium where they I play remember in that, yeah. sport. And then we just get to meet our fellow ambassadors. Obviously, you're an ambassador, so I've seen you, seen you on the calls before, our friend Patrick and so many others, George Falkowski. So it just you get to not only interact with your friends you may already know, but a lot that you don't know, and then get to learn more about the GM, get to learn about the team and it's just been a lot of fun. So yeah, I definitely, like you said, get to learn more about a team you may not typically know about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, the future is bright for this league and the future is bright for this team. So uh, thank you again for doing this. Uh, I just wanted to get you on because you're one of the ambassadors and you know, you're, you're, you have a positive outlook on everything that in the minor leagues and you're a positive voice out there. So thank you so much, my friend. Yep. Thanks, Ed. Go Axemen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, now that we got a little bit of background on what it's like to be an ambassador for the team, I get you guys back to your regularly scheduled interview with Logan. Which is key. Again, we, we go back to social yeah. media, right? It's, oh, yeah. that's, it's all where it's all started. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that support system, right? Because you're going to a rival team and, you know, asking them, hey, you know, what's up with this? And, you yeah. know, and, and, I've, and I've interviewed Austin. You're right. Dude is an amazing guy. You know, yeah, you yeah. Anderson, you guys are good dudes. And, you know, you guys have all, you know, done something for the sport of baseball within your community. And I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, I hit him up about it and he, he was just super receptive. Like he was like, yeah, man, it's been awesome for us. And I encourage you to do it just because the interaction you get. So we kind of, there's a lot of things that will kind of work together. Like I think in, in one of the initial tweets, where he was like, you know, roasting us a little bit because we copied what she told me he would do. And I was like, for sure, do it. But in one of the tweets, uh, I think I responded and I was like, enemies on the field, but one big happy family off the field. So yeah, there yeah, it is. Pretty good play on words, but I mean, kind of true. Like we definitely all work together and help each other out. We're in contact, all the front offices pretty often. So it's, you know, it's a team effort in some aspects. That's awesome. I love it. And you know what? It's only going to make the league better. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So how has it been? Tell me, like, I mean, has it been pretty much, you know, being a GM uh, your first year, just drinking out of a fire hose? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's 
It's definitely been a lot of, you know, trial and error in different aspects. And luckily a lot of it's gone really well, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of learning on the go, but luckily the best part is our GM last season, Steve Bryce, who moved on to the Smokies was like an amazing example of what it takes to be mm-hmm. successful in this role for me. So the whole time during the season and then the couple months after the season, before he moves to the Smokies, I was kind of just like taking all the information in from him, you know, especially once I was promoted to assistant GM and he was starting to kind of give me, show me the ropes on some of that stuff. So he definitely made the transition pretty easy for me. And then, yeah, I mean, there's been stuff along the way that I didn't have experience with, but luckily Steve and our ownership have helped me out a lot. So we're, we're going pretty good right now. So. I love to hear that. Absolutely. That's great. All right. So how, how long are your, are your work days? Are they pretty, pretty, uh, pretty long? It just depends. Like if you're talking about in the season, absolutely. (laughs) And the season is what sleep. What is that? Yeah. In in the season, there is no work day. It's just, it's just life. Um, but (laughs) no, but it's fun though. Like, you know, I say like if I have a 12 hour day or 14 hour day, whatever on a game day, yeah, you, some people would be like, oh, terrible, long day of work. But my day of work is at a baseball stadium. Like, Can't get better you know, than that, man. Yeah, I'm in the office, you know, for a few hours. But from like 5 to 10, I'm out there halfway watching a game and, you know, helping out here and there. So it's fun stuff. But in the off season, it's more like your normal hours unless we have outside events. Uh, so we'll we'll work those. Like we have some – we'll host some high school tournaments. We have a – in May coming up, we have a D2 conference tournament and an NAI national tournament stadium. So we'll, we'll host those, do everything for those events. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's more normal hours in the off season for the most part. That's but awesome. Yeah, here in about a month and a half, it'll, it'll kick it, up. For sure. It'll exactly. I was just getting about to get real busy real soon. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so let's talk about the team on the field. Now, did you have a, a hand in picking those players? How did that go? Did you were you drafting them? So no. So the approach we took with our team is we had our manager and coaches draft the team just because we felt like they're you know more well connected with collegiate players and they have a lot of knowledge in that realm and connected with different colleges and coaches. So mm-hmm. and they did an amazing job. Like our manager and coaches in specific they researched every player they had their own draft board they were super prepared like when their pick was coming up they already knew far in advance who they were taking so that's why i like to think our roster looks pretty solid right now because they're so prepared so i like it they they killed it for sure oh that's that's great now is it a good mix of um uh some uh some juco some you know freshman sophomore how is that working out for you guys yeah, so it's we, we have a few JUCO guys. We probably have, um, if I had to take a guess, probably six or seven JUCO guys, maybe a couple more. And then we've, of course, got a decent amount of Power 5 D1 guys and some other levels mixed in there. But, yeah, I think it's, it's a good mix. And <clears throat> something I said, if you were on one of our last Ambassador Zoom calls, was talking about our roster was those JUCO guys, like, a lot of people, I think, will look at Appy League rosters, <clears throat> whether it be this year, last year, in the future, and if they see a guy from Arkansas, they're like, okay, awesome. But if they see a guy from a JUCO they never heard of, they're like, this isn't 
UCLA or Vanderbilt. What they don't realize is JUCO is basically the cream of the crop now. They like, are no so joke good. Yeah, there's so much talent in JUCO. It's crazy. We've got three guys from a JUCO, three pitchers, and they're all 95 plus. Ooh. So, yeah. So, and that goes back to our coaches researching the players. They knew who they were taking from those specific JUCOs, but, you know, I just think there's definitely a ton of talent in JUCO. Well, oh, I'm looking. I'm looking right now, my friend. These, yeah. This is insane. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. I like it. That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, and then, of course, I see one from my native land of Puerto Rico, so I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Who, Love who it. That? So that is uh, from Puerto Rico. That is your – let me see. I just saw him. Um, he's a catcher, Jamie Ferrell. Oh, from Jamie. Florida State. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, yeah, that guy. It's funny you bring him up. I don't want to jinx him on a podcast or anything, but he – is amazing. That guy's hit bombs this year. If you go to Florida State's baseball Twitter, he's like over half of it because he's hitting, <laughs> he's a freshman. He's hitting like between second and cleanup most games, I think. And he's hitting walk off bombs. He's hitting a RBI triple. And there's a video of him just like screaming. This guy, like, talk about who's going to be fun to watch this summer. He, I put him at the top of the list. Basically, I am excited. I am excited. I cannot wait. And these guys are like, you know, 19, 20 years old. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and it's funny. I've asked a couple of, uh, you know, players that have, that played in, in the Appy league last year. And they said, it's like, it is, it is one of the hardest thing, but it was so much fun playing yeah. in the, in the Appalachian league because it was, it, listen, they, they became family, but it was when it was time to play, it was time to play. And you got oh, yeah. they played a regular minor league schedule. Yeah, yeah. And they're, we're adding four games total this season. So uh, not a ton, but a couple less off days. But, yeah, I mean, they're super competitive. That's why I think a lot of our fan base is really, you know, they haven't been discouraged going from affiliate ball to this because they like watching the college guys because of how competitive they are. So it's fun to watch still. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, so uh, without giving too much, right, uh, because obviously you don't want to give too much, but, you know, anything you guys, anything special you guys plan for uh, this upcoming season for fans uh, to enjoy it at the ballpark? Yeah, so a couple of our first promo nights are Star Wars night and Disney Princess night. So kind of, you know, Disney centered. It'll be pretty cool. Star Both of those will have characters out. So Star Wars night will have a ton of characters roaming around Darth Vader, etc., And then Disney princess night, uh, we'll have three Disney princesses roam around the ballpark. And then let's see, we have Margaritaville nights, pretty popular night. We now we're talking. There yeah. you go. Unfortunately, no margaritas. A lot of people ask, but we will have, uh, beer specials on Corona's and islands and cheeseburgers in paradise, which have price cheeseburgers. Nice. So, that's always a good night. And we have a Jimmy Buffett tribute band that night, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then the one I'm most excited for, which we're doing a promo video about it soon, but I can go ahead and say it. it's John Fulkerson night. So John Fulkerson plays basketball at the University of Tennessee. Uh, he started this year. He's really good. Mm -hmm. And he's from Kingsport. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So we're doing 1,000 John Fulkerson bobbleheads and doing a giveaway in August. So being that he's a UT basketball player, which is in Tennessee, you know, worship basically. And then he's from, <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and then he's from Kingsport. Like that'll be a really fun night for us. So you're gonna have two thousand people lined up for a thousand bobbleheads. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. We'll have to give something else. Uh, I think we're gonna, we might do. We're gonna try. It's not for sure yet, but we're gonna try to do a T-shirt that night too. So hopefully, if you don't get a bobblehead, you can get a T-shirt. Offset. Yeah, I was just gonna say that'll be pretty cool. That's awesome, yeah. man. That I like that. My daughter would like both the uh, Star Wars and Princess. Uh, yeah. And if you combine them, she'll be even happier with that. Just so you yeah. know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll get a lot of a lot of kids at the ballpark for those two nights. So it'll be good for sure. I like that. I like that. Um, so uh you you gave us a tour of the ballpark, which by the way, you know, during the first, you know, ambassador meeting, and mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's awesome. Um any uh anything that you guys are gonna be working on the field this year that's new or or it's just pretty much gonna keep it like that for now and see how how the season goes. Pretty much the same. I mean, there's been talks about stuff, of course. And with with it being our second season in the Appy League, any, you know, big improvements or anything like that, probably wait a little bit on mm -hmm. just to see, you know, how, how it goes. Yeah. Um, but there are a few little things we're doing around the stadium, like we're turning a, up on our second part of our concourse by our covered group area, we're turning – the open grass area into a cornhole zone. So we now got, we're talking. we got Axman cornhole boards. So we're going to set those up up there and then we're going to have a mobile beer stand up there um, under a tent right next to the cornhole board. So that'll be a fun little area. And then one thing we just got set in place is in our kids zone. Last year, all we had was the inflatable bouncy house, which was <laughs> great, but we have a, a speed pitch an inflatable speed pitch blow up. Nice. And as of last week, we got a radar gun for it with the tripod. So we'll have the official speed pitch with the radar gun. Everybody can see how fast they're throwing. So that'll be a big upgrade. That's awesome. I love that. And, yeah. you know, I guess more entertaining parts for not just the kids, but also for the adults as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that. Let me ask you, obviously, you know, doing when everybody changed their names and everything, how did the the area around Kingsport take to the new name of Axman, right? Because a lot of times, like, oh no, we're the Mets, you know. How was it pretty much, you know, uh favorable for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here for the, the official release. new brand, which would have been back in February, March. Steve, our GM mm -hmm. last year was here for that. And I think it was it was definitely probably a bit of a shock and surprise at first because the Kingsport Mets have been here for so long and mm -hmm. that's what the community was really into. So they were kind of probably taken back at first with a whole new league and a new name and new format and everything. But I mean, really our season ticket holders and a lot of our fans in the community are kind of just dedicated to baseball in the community. So, you know, after that initial figuring out what it was and, the basis of the new league it was i mean they're super supportive so and now at this point it's like everyone's on board we'll still have instances where you know different maybe businesses or people are like is it the kingsport mets and we're like no that was a few years ago we we're new league now but um, we've been around for a couple of years guys yeah yeah yes, man <laughs> yeah well, it happens here and there but it's i mean it's usually a an easy conversation people are just like oh okay that's cool nice so well it's a good thing right i'm just gonna say it's like it's good it's like now you can educate that person it's just like no no that's the past this is where we're at now kind yeah, of situation yeah. yeah and we've left stuff like we don't want to forget the mets were here because they were there for so long like mm -hmm. there's a 
I think in the tour I showed there's a Hall of Fame like yeah. Yep. yeah so all these names that were in the bigs that played for the Mets some are still in the majors but like that's still up in our stadium and we still sell, we still have some Kingsport Mets hats that we still sell in our store so yeah we haven't completely just you know eliminated the the dynasty that was there but um yeah it's it's going well I think I bought like when you guys were having to sell of the Mets I think I bought like three other dad hats they're on sale so I was like yep that was a fun time we we did a blowout sale at the beginning of the season because we had a ton of Mets stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot of cool stuff but you know it it went pretty quickly did some of it in the stadium some online and then what happened after the season was Steve and myself were in the clubhouse in the storage room and we found we were looking at like a hundred boxes of hats, assuming they were Axman hats that we had left over from the season. We get to looking at them. And I was like, Steve, these are Mets hats. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> so we found about 500 more Mets hats. So that's when we went to social media and said, Hey, these hats are $3 and $5. And we sold, I was taking like 40 packages to the post office every single day. They went crazy. Uh, that's uh, hey listen that's more revenue for you guys to you know take care of i mean we started with like 500 hats around about 500 mets hats when we found those and now there's about 15 left sitting in our team store so (laughs) yeah yeah well i can tell you that you don't have any of the dad hats available because i'm looking online right now and none of them are available so Those, those sold out real quick we found some Mets trucker hats that were super cool. We found about 25 of them. Those sold out in the first day we put it online. (laughs) And it's probably, you know, because we're selling them for three and five dollars, but right. Still, they they went super quick. So yeah, I mean the the logo that you guys have right now with that axe on the I'm looking at the home cap right now. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. I like that one a lot. So yeah. Um, all right. So I'm gonna ask you, all right. I are you getting more dad hats, man? Uh, are we going to get to see some X-Men ha- dad hats coming? That's the plan. We're, we're getting mock-ups from our vendor right now. And we're going to get, we're shooting for three new hats outside of the team hats mm-hmm. uh, overall. And one of the three is planning to be a dad hat. So now we're talking. Yeah. You might be in luck. Hopefully. I, hey, listen, I will wait for that one, my friend. I will wait. Don't you <laughs> I'll worry. I'll hold one back so it doesn't sell out the first <laughs> There it is. I like it. Yeah. I will hold you to that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So uh, here we go. Are you ready for the best part of this whole interview? The part that you don't have to think anything serious? My Absolutely. famous, not so famous questions. Are you ready, my friend? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, first question. You go to the ballpark as a fan, right? You're not working that day. Uh, what's your uh, your food and drink of choice? Mm. Um, I would probably go cheeseburger and drink. I'm going to take a wild card here. If there's like a frozen lemonade, I might go that route in the ballpark. That may be your like major league parks, but. That always hits really well at the it, it, it goes down real, real good. That does oh, it yeah. on a nice, high, not, you know, hot oh, yeah. summer day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of options there, but that's, you know, that's a different one. So I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? 
I'm saying no. It just I can't consider it a sandwich. You cannot. And that's a great answer. That is the right yeah. answer. There's no I mean, maybe, other answer. Yeah, maybe if people get really technical, then maybe it is, but I it's like, oh no, there's no technicality. Whoever <laughs> tells you it's a sandwich, they're wrong. Yeah. That's it. Like if, I, if I'm looking at ham and cheese on wheat bread and a hot dog, they're not the same thing. <laughs> exactly. That's like, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if if animals could talk. Which animal do you think would be the rudest animal? Maybe a gorilla. Interesting. I've heard that one. Like aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. either that. The one I hear is that or chihuahuas. And I'm a chihuahua guy and I can understand that one. My dog back at home in Louisville, my parents' dog now is half beagle, half chihuahua. And he's the beagle part's fine, but the chihuahua part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah maybe you're right <laughs> it yeah. is. You only have. right i i love i have a, a you know now I, I used to have two i used to have a pekingese chihuahua and then i have a, a full breed chihuahua mm-hmm. man listen she would bark at at the air if you if you let oh. her so. yeah. <laughs> but get scared right away which i don't understand uh, yeah. so <laughs> all right uh growing up who was your first celebrity crush Shania Twain. Good answer. <laughs> you yeah. didn't even think about that. I was like, no. there it is, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, when I was young, um, I don't know what age, but we had like her uh, concerts on VHS tape. And I don't know how old I was, but I like, I, I, fun fact, I play the drums. I have since I was young. And that's kind of how I started is Shania Twain VHS was on the TV. And I'm just like, banging on couch pillows i love it you know what years. <laughs> hey yeah. that is not a bad crush my friend not, a no, bad not at all <laughs> uh strangest thing that you have ever eaten oh my gosh um hmm. that's a tough one i don't know when we used to go to this like hiking forest place and they had those like cockroaches and stuff mm-hmm. you could eat with like seasoning on them and stuff. Really? So probably ate a few bugs there. Yeah. One time I did accidentally eat like a whole stem of a leaf when I was playing football one time. So I guess it was accidentally, but <laughs> whoops, uh, I ate it. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's they got. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Cake or pie? Pie. Okay. What kind of pie? Um, well, I like pumpkin pie a lot, but I also like chocolate pie, apple pie. Any kind of pie at this point, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I like, yep. Uh, okay. What's a TV show that you recently binge watched? Yellowstone. I have not watched it. I heard it was really good. It's really good. You know, I didn't think, I assumed it was going to be like a basic cowboy Western show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of modern, but it's like way more action and storyline than you would think. So I really got into it. Okay. I got to watch it. I got to check it out. Check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Favorite board game. Probably Monopoly. I know that's basic, but my family had a lot of long heated games of Monopoly over the years. So. Probably Monopoly, I guess. Mm, I like that. Well, that's a good answer. Uh, we don't play Monopoly in this house anymore. Um, 
let's just say that uh, fights ensued after this, and then you know we just ensued after that, and then we just don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we probably borderline were the same way. <laughs> so we have those have those five hour games, and then <laughs> someone gets screwed over, and it's yeah, that's it's, it. It's, it's over. You don't yeah. after that. It's over. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, early bird or night owl? Night owl. I'm the total opposite. I'm up at five thirty. Can't I? Don't understand. Yeah, I I have to have coffee to survive in the morning. So <laughs> so does my wife. My I wife wish, tells me. I wish I was an early bird. I'll say that <laughs> it just just doesn't. I just my wife tells me don't talk to me until after I've had my coffee. Oh, that's like, me. Right. It's probably that's a good me. answer. I, I wish it wasn't, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tacos or burritos burritos you can walk with them so that's all i'm saying yeah uh all right a couple more here um to do to do uh star wars or star trek star wars i've actually never seen star trek i don't think really i've seen, I've seen all the star wars yeah like. i've seen them all all the shows and everything so i'm with yeah. you there i like yeah. that Mm-hmm. I've, watched, I've watched a couple of star trek don't get me wrong i, I they're pretty cool i yeah. couldn't get into the, the 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 old ones but yeah yeah all right deep dish or new york style probably new york style i feel like and it's probably because i've had it a lot more times than i've had actual deep dish that's yeah. probably the reason so deep dish you just need a fork and a Nice yeah. with those things, man. It's, yes. it's the, is it is it really considered pizza after that? Because it's <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, do I like both? Yeah, but I'll probably go New York. Yeah, yeah. It's a good answer. All right, let's see here. Pepsi or Coke? Probably Coke. I don't drink soda a lot, but probably Coke. It's a wrong answer, but I'll let it go because <laughs> you're pretty cool. <laughs> Mountain Dew. I drink you know every now and then. I'll have Mountain Dew's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll Mountain do a Mountain Dew all day long. Yeah, Mountain Dew in Tennessee is super popular. So, oh, is it okay? All yeah. right, uh, okay. So, uh, again, thank you for doing this. Uh, where can people find you and the team? So, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's all just Kingsport Axman, uh, with you know, obviously, with Twitter, the handles in there, and same on TikTok. We have a TikTok now, which is what we're using for producing these funny videos and stuff. So you follow our TikTok at Kingsport Axman, but yeah, it's all just Kingsport Axman. And then our website's axmanbaseball.com. So everything's on there, schedule, team store, all that good stuff. So. Love it, man. Um, I, I wish you guys nothing but the, uh, but the best in the upcoming season. Hopefully I'll try to make it up there this year, if not next year, because I'm looking forward to uh, seeing all this, you know, Appalachian League. Definitely we'll be in for uh, the All-Star game. So we'll wow. see you there. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Logan Davis. Make sure you guys are following the team on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. They have a TikTok channel. I don't know what TikTok is. I really don't. Call me old. I don't know. I guess I am. Anyways, but make sure you guys are following them. But before I go, guys, before I go, make sure you guys are giving five stars to this podcast. That way I go up on the rankings. If you guys want to leave a comment, awesome. I read them. Thank you for all of you guys that do do that as well for me. Okay. Until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya.
This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna Tomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.